Welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods. I'm David, and living in a fisheye lens, it's Joe. How you doing, mate? Nice one. And beyond the gilded cage, Paul. Evening. Sound. For years I'd see that fisheye lens, I thought it was living on a fish island. (laughs) (laughs) See, for for years to last, when I first heard that song, fish island, and I thought, what the fuck's a fish island? So, they could have been, they could have lived in Nova Scotia, man, you know. Aye, Canadians, aye. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Aye. Well, hope you're all well out there. Uh, This episode is for Kim, and Kim requested some rush, so... Who are we to say no, you know? A band so widely respected and loved, and obviously by us as well. Indeed. Because we've got fucking ears, that's why. Aye. True story. <laughs> so, aye. So, um, why don't we first of all hear from Kim? Um, so this is uh, Kim telling us why she loves Rush so much. Hi, lads. Hope you're all doing well, and delighted to hear that you're going to do a podcast on Rush. Um, so Rush are one of my absolute favourite bands, and I have to thank my dad for that because myself and my brother grew up listening to Rush and we knew their music before we really understood what we were listening to. So I suppose there was a bit of brainwashing at play there um, because it was always on in the house, in the car, and we watched their videos of their concerts and everything. Um, and we were actually able, lucky enough to be able to go see them when they came to Dublin for the first and only time in 2011. Um, so... It's only when I got a bit older that I realised how great Rush actually are. Because um, when you grow up listening to, like, you know, they're such complex songs um, with such great instrumentation and they're so original, um, it's kind of hard not to compare everything else after that to Rush. So um, I think one of the things that make Rush so great is that if you just kind of pick one instrument to focus in on and listen to within a song it can be just as entertaining as like the full song put together and um, just because of the complexities of each of their parts and um, I'd be really interested to hear some isolated tracks of their songs I'm not sure if they're out there somewhere but that'd be great um, and it also doesn't hurt that each member is incredibly talented in their own right from Geddy Lee's unique voice and his brilliant bass lines to Alex Lifeson, who is my favourite guitarist, personally. And then, of course, Neil Peart, who is just an absolute legend um, from his drumming to songwriting. Um, I'm glad he's finally getting the recognition he deserves lately. And he's such a huge loss to the music industry as a whole and all the fans. Um, um, as a band, they just seem like really decent people and they're just genuinely great friends and their passion for creating music is so evident. It, you know, I think that's why it's a, they had such a long career and they also can have a laugh and take the mic out of each other um, and out of the band as well, which is great. It's really refreshing to see that. And their albums just sound so fresh still. Um and I, just the quality of the recordings and of course when they play live they're just amazing it's crazy how much sound is only coming from three people and um, they just play with such precision but there's always the joy to it there as well you can see that they're having a good time and um, so i can't wait to hear the podcast and i'm just wondering if you think there was ever any link to queen or if they knew, knew each other and um, thanks very much bye Okay, so that was Kim there. 
it's good to hear Kim's own rush story. Um, the first thing that pops into my head, I suppose, the Queen connection. Um, I'm sure we'll get into similarities and in maybe both of their careers at some point in the pod. Um, but in terms of any direct link, the only one I can think of is uh, Smoke in the Water, the Rocky Darmenia yeah. thing, yeah. where, you know, Brian, Brian May and Roger Taylor and, Alec, Roger. and Alex Lifeson uh, played guitar on that as well. Um, mm. I don't know if their paths ever crossed, probably. They, you know, they weren't, weren't even in the same, you know, in the studio at the same time, to be honest, but they, they were on the same record, I suppose. So um, that's about the only connection I can think of directly. Um, you know, even in the past, I've looked up. You know, you always look up pictures of your favourite bands, like meeting each other and all that. But I've not, I've not seen any pictures yeah, of uh, across, Queen yeah. Queen together uh, with any of the members of Rush. I'm sure they exist somewhere, um, but I'd love to see them if anyone, anyone's got them out there. But, um, but yeah, no great stuff from Kim, and I think, um, uh, you know, she mentioned about individual tracks. I think you can get them on YouTube. Actually, there's a few things out there. Um, we, we get his bass and, and Neil's Neil's drums, and even Alex. Um, I think there's a few things out there. Certainly, Tom Sawyer's been broken down, and there's a few other ones out there. We mm. probably won't have time to get into that in this podcast because we've got quite a, we've got four albums to talk about. So, um, you know, we, we probably won't have the time. But yeah, they are out there, Kim, and uh, I would definitely hit YouTube for them because I've, I've I've seen them in the past yeah. there. Um, so, yeah. And an excellent point as well about um, just focusing and on one particular player and just enjoying yeah, what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, That's yeah. It. and Rush, Rush, you know, especially I think you know the, the obvious one is Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to the bass, so on and so on. It's it's incredible. The drums, obviously, you know, and and the guitar, you know, it, it's it's all there. And uh, I and and you can enjoy it as a whole. But individually as well, it's just I. It's almost um, they're almost too good to the point where you would think playing together it wouldn't work. It would but, be too so, kind of rigid and yes, lifeless and, yes, and kind of soulless and but, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. by some magic, it just works. It's, yeah. it's they like, still get groove you know, and you know yeah, and, and you know yeah uh, yeah, and yeah. There's still something there that they know that they've got to save the song and all that. They're not just like you know, wanking over you know a, mm-hmm. a, a beat or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a good point, man. Uh, and and Russia, you know, that's not a band you can do that with. But Russia, yeah, probably the the, the archetypal one do yeah. that the most yeah. with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, Kim. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much, Kim. For yeah, uh, thanks, leaving Kim. leaving that voice voice message for us and and this this episode's for you so hope you do enjoy it so let's go so I'm going to come to Joe first Joe your rush story where did it start for you do you remember any point or was it a gradual thing was it a one particular moment when when did it all start for you with Rush um it's hard to pinpoint the exact moment I actually started you know getting into them you know actually listening you know going out my way to listen to them but i remember being aware of rush for the first time when the roll the bones video came out oh, yeah. and I, I think i remember seeing it on it would have been maybe noisy mothers or something like that power or power hour sorry yeah, not noisy yeah. mothers power hour um because that well, would have been even, about raw power it might have been raw power at that raw point, power actually. one yeah, of yeah, those yeah. anyway yeah. Aye. yeah yeah and i remember seeing the video for it and the video is really terrible you know it's got the the, the, the rapping skull skeleton yeah <laughs> And I kind of, you know, at that point, I was getting into really heavy stuff, and I was kind of like, what the fuck is this? This is a bit silly. Um, but then fast forward, like, a couple of years later, I, I definitely 
think it was through you that I got into Rush. Mm-hmm. I think you started kind of delving into it, and yeah, I just obviously was hearing it at your house and stuff like that, and uh, immediately I was just like, you know, these, these are these are great tunes, you know what I mean? And and obviously hearing Roll the Bones, which is in hindsight a bad song now when I listen to it, apart no. for the apart from the crap, you know, rap section rap. done by a skeleton. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a bit shit, but um, but aye, that that's that's basically my rush story, and then obviously you know just kind of went down the wormhole with it. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, you know, Rush have got a lot of stu- they've got a lot of albums. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I and, I, and I really am only familiar with probably the period that we're going to speak about from mm-hmm. Hemispheres to about Signals. So that is the that is the the part of Rush's career that I know the best. The best, right? Obviously, I, I've heard Caress of Steel and and you know Fly by Night and things like that, and um. For all kings, or not? It's for all kings, isn't it? it oh, farewell to the kings. Farewell to kings. Sorry, yeah. fucking hell, should get my shit right. I've heard all these albums and stuff, but that's for me. The, the, the period we are going to talk about now is kind of the part I'm most knowledgeable about. So mm-hmm. it should be uh, interesting. Aye, nice one, Paul. Yeah, it was uh, like a lot of the music that I got into. It was through uh, well, our uncle. Uh, mine and David's uncle Ian um, he had uh, quite a few Rush albums the 70s stuff um, he had uh, the, the kind of compilation LP of the first three albums it was called Archive so it was like all oh, in the one package okay. so it was you know uh, the first album Rush and then Fly By Night and Caress of Steel so uh, I got put them onto a, a, a couple of cassettes and uh, he also had a fair with kings and hemispheres and i think that was it so i had you know i had those kind of five albums um for some reason he didn't have 2112 which is kind of strange you know considering that's mm. the 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 big one for a lot of people um and that, I, I i assume by the time it got to the more uh new wavy type stuff that he checked out because he didn't have any other kind of stuff after that um so yeah that so um i started off with those those uh those albums and they yeah uh and then kind of yeah I, I, the the stuff didn't didn't really do it for me to be honest um there, there was certain certain stuff you know like uh the presto album uh the pass that's a that's a amazing song um but it wasn't it wasn't really until uh, vapor trails came out that I kind of got back into them, you know, and and uh, yeah, and and then they toured, you know, uh, not long after that, and uh, yeah, it was the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, tour, wasn't it? Th- yeah, 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 um, yeah. and we we yeah. went to see them, and uh, just amazing. Um, and I think in between that, I'd bought the Russian Rio DVD as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, and that kind of reignited my. You know my my, my kind of interest in them, but yeah, I, I've got I've got to say for for a, maybe a good ten years, I, I never really listened to them that much. I, I would put like you know a fair with the Kings on and all that because I fucking love that album. That's my favorite Rush album and all that kind of stuff. But um, as far as you know the other uh, stuff, not really. So I'll, I'll be interested when we get to signals and you know uh, what I think of that. But yeah. Aye, so that's my kind of rush story, yeah, yeah. No, no, cool. Yeah. Um, I've kind of similar to you both in many ways. It's kind of almost my stories, kind of mishmash of both of you. Um, one of my probably my earliest rush memory. I mean, I wasn't that young. I was probably about 
12 or 13 or something. Um, and Paul, you sent me... Um, you used to do this a lot because you were a lazy bastard. You used to send me up, up, up to, to get, the, yeah. the town to get CDs and records and all that for you. And you sent me up to get A Farewell to Kings mm-hmm. um, on CD um, or tape or whatever. The, I think I get with CD. I think it was CD. Um, and uh, you said to me, if, if they've not got that, just get me any Rush album. Just doesn't matter. I don't really care, but A Farewell to Kings is my first choice. They didn't have A Farewell to Kings, so I can back with a Caress of Steel. Um, I remember that, David, actually. Aye. I and, that, aye. And, I, and I remember playing that and liking a few things about it, you know, like, you know, I'm going bald or like the kind of, <laughs> you know, the kind of funniness of, of that kind of stuff and all that. And there's bits and bobs, but it never, I never kind of, it never hooked me to the point where I wanted to hear much more. So I kinda, that's kind of probably where I left Rush. I remember like seeing Stick It Out and all that on, ah, on like MTV yeah. and things like that, you know, and thinking, ah, that's a pretty, pretty cool tune, decent groove and all that and and things like that. But I never, I, you know, it was like a band I kind of time for, a bit of respect for, but never, never really, really kind of delved into. Um, and, and the same as yourself, Paul, is when you, when Vapor Trails came out um, and it was kind of early 2000s, obviously, you... You gave me an MP3 of it, and the new Rush album's fucking excellent. So I listened to that, and I was like, "Ah, you're fucking right, it is." Um, and that was the same. That's where it started for me properly, um, and probably the same as Joe. That's probably about what Joe's talking about around about that time. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, we went to see them live, and and again, that first time I saw them live is still ranks as one of my favourite gigs of all time. You know, and they're just absolutely um, sublime. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's where it started for me, and, and ever since I've just been a massive rush nut, and I'm kind of the same as you and probably yourself, Joe, as well. You know, the eighty stuff. There are there are great moments. Um, you know, there's some some excellent songs, but overall, it's a very patchy period uh, for mm. the band. You know, Absolutely. Um, and we'll get into maybe we'll get, we'll probably get into that as we talk about these albums. You know, because they span 1978 to 1981. So, um. 1982, sorry. So, 1978 to 1982, sorry. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, with that said, um, I probably not mentioned it, but we're going to discuss four Rush albums. We're going to discuss Hemispheres, Permanent Waves, Moving Pictures, and Signals. Okay, that's the four albums we're going to we're going to discuss in brief. We're not going to go into them the way we do every single song and all that, because we've not got the time to do that, and we've got lots, of, lots more podcasts to record, so... Um, yeah, we'll just kind of talk talk about them in general terms. Maybe pick out a few songs that, that you know that are favourites and bits in the songs that really really resonate with us, or even songs that we dislike possibly as well. You know, um, if there are any. So why don't we do it then? Yeah. So why don't we start things off? Um, so got some information here for the first album that we're going to talk about, which is Hemispheres. So Hemispheres. So that's the sixth Rush album. This was out in October nineteen seventy eight. Um and received pretty high acclaim from music critics at the time. Um, got to number fourteen in Canada uh, and the UK, number forty one in the states. So still, still a band on their way on on the up kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, still kind of chasing that commercial success. If you want, maybe not. Maybe Chase is the wrong the wrong thing to say, but certainly on that tra- trajectory, you know, getting more and more popular. Um. So the, this is this is a nice uh, nice comment, an interesting comment from um, Neil. So Neil Peart, or Peart, Peart, or Peart, I've never been quite sure what, how, how you say it, but um, he was talking about they were exhausted by the time of the completion of the album that he took a six-week vacation to recover 
trauma has <laughs> recording the album. Yeah. But, oh really? You know, yeah. <laughs> no wonder. Um, no wonder. And well, well, yeah. Geddy, Geddy Lee explained that they, this is his quote, greatly underestimated the level of overachievement that they were shooting for. So Aye. obviously they're putting a lot low in it, and that'll probably explain in a lot of ways why permanent wave sounds the way it does, kind of thing. Mm. Um, but we'll get to that obviously when we we we. Um, when we talk about that album so um, there's actually there's there's five tracks on the album um, but side one of the vinyl is just one song that broken into various sections so it's Cygnus Cygnus X1 book 2 Hemispheres so obviously you've got the original Cygnus on 2112 and uh, sorry Farewell to Kings and this is the kind of uh, the second part of that um, side two you'll get Circumstances The Trees and La, La Via Strangiato or Strangiata or whatever I, I always like it must mean what the scary house or something, or the, uh, you know, the strange, the strange the house, house, the weird house. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> I um, think for Scotland, I. Um, hemispheres. Um, Joe, I'm going to come to you first. Overall, hemispheres. What's your, what's your vibe with it? Anything in particular that that grabs you about this album? Well, I mean, aye, the the level of playing for a start is next level. Do you know what I mean? Mm, this is, yeah. you know, this is guys recording to tape. There's no you know, Pro Tools involved here whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and that for that alone, it's, you know, it's it, it, it's insane. Just that everybody in this album, there's not, what between the three of them, every single one of them is like absolutely at the top of their game, without a doubt, um, on their instruments and stuff. Um, where do you start? I mean, the La Villa Stragiato or whatever the hell it's called, that for me is the, the standout track in this, this whole album. I mean, that's, that middle section is one of the best pieces of music I've ever heard. It's it's not just the best one of the best pieces of Rush uh, that Rush ever did. It's one of the best things I've ever heard personally. Yeah, you know the way it breaks breaks down, the dynamics and the guitar playing. You know, it's a masterclass in how to but break something right down and then build it right up. You know, when when you listen to it, you know the hair stand in the back of the neck. You know, it's so beautifully played. You know. all the stuff that Neil's doing, you know, where he brings, he starts playing very lightly and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. This is stuff that's missing now because obviously sampling is a big thing now. Um, when I mean sampling, for anybody that doesn't understand, um, it's like now, for the most part, if a drummer hits a drum in rock and, in rock and metal music, it's usually the same strength of hit for every single hit, so there's no dynamics in the kit per se, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. So there's no bits where you can hear the kit get really soft and really delicate and and obviously, this is pure, one hundred percent recorded live. So obviously, you can hear the nuances in Neil's playing and stuff like that. And Alex Lifeson's so bring a fucking tear to your eye. It's mm-hmm. it's it's one of the best solos I've ever heard. Um, and I love the way it starts. It's so emotional, it beautiful, beautiful, yeah. atmospheric. You know, ah, yeah, yeah. it's so beautiful the way it's done. Yeah. 
it's, it, it builds and builds and builds and it just becomes totally erratic as if it's starting mm. to lose control yeah yeah and I mean it's it's there's just nobody's playing stuff like that in it but I, I just don't hear it in modern rock even prog it's very for me prog now is is it's very safe Whereas I don't mm-hmm. think this was safe then. This wasn't it's safe kinda, then. It's kind of formulaic a lot. Of the aye, prog, 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 yeah, yeah. progs became a sound yeah. now, not yeah. a, not an idea. Yep. The, whereas, but the, the, the but the ironic thing is, prog is now what Rush do. This was mm. what people try to emulate, so they yeah. try to sound like Rush and you know similar other you know um, prog bands of that period. Mm. But Rush were obviously just take. They didn't really have a blueprint of what quote unquote this style of music should sound like it should just sound like whatever the fuck you want it to sound like and I think that's got lost in prog now Mm. Um, and it's became a sound rather than an idea but anyway I digress that piece of music's unbelievable unbelievable in every way and uh, obviously Giddy's bass running it's fucking ridiculous man you know his tone Uh, Mm. just the the way the drums and the the bass are you know in that that section the the do do, do, you know the way nah, and then, you so know, Gary, uh, sorry Alex putting his solo over the top and so obviously it's, it's very jazzy as well there's bits that are just like total jazz and, mm-hmm. and even, that, even that riff that Man. So many great things about it, but I totally agree with you, Joe. This is the best thing on the album for me as well. Aye, um, it's it's got to be Paul Hemispheres. Um, you know, was it sitting for you? And what's anything in particular that's that's it's, punching out for you? Yeah, it's a. It's you know you you guys have said that the the level of musicianship on this is unbelievable. I mean, uh, I, I I said earlier my favorite album is A Fair Way Out with Kings, and in a lot of ways this is a companion piece. That the very fact that you know Cygnus X One, Cygnus, you yeah, know yeah. book That's one, book two, yeah. Um, but but also just the just the insane playing because my my favorite Rush song is Xanadu, and Xanadu mm. the playing in that is fucking unbelievable, and there is no let up in the level of playing on this album either. They're just it's insane. I mean, you know that that I mean the the fuckers are playing keyboards with their feet, you know. <laughs> I know it's you ridiculous, know, man. To, you know the Taurus pedals, you know. Fuck it, you know, just unbelievable. I I and uh, way back when when it, when when you know I, I had I had Monko Ian's uh, LPs and I would, you know you, you would you would just look at everything on the LP, or, you know the liner notes and all that. It's just it's just going through the, the mental amount of. Uh, uh, Neil Peart's uh, what what he plays drums, orchestra bells, bell tree, timpani, gong, cowbells, temple blocks, wind chimes, and crotales or crotales or whatever. Amazing, unreal. Uh, six uh, Alex six and twelve string electric and acoustic guitars, classical guitar, Roland guitar synthesizer, Taurus pedals, Geddy bass, mini mini Moog, Oberheim polyphonic, Taurus pedals and vocals. That just fucking unbelievable. Uh yeah. Uh, there's no, there's nothing in this that's bad. It's fucking mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, circumstances, it's, you know. I've listened to this album maybe over the last week or so, maybe three, two or three times. The circumstances is the one that's it's it's probably the most. Uh, well, the, the trees, case. 
the trees is you know probably the most accessible but but it, it's it's got a huge hook and all that you know And it's just fucking brilliant. Um, and it goes to show that, you know, in between these two absolutely monumental pieces of music, they've got, they've got quite simple songs as well, you know. So yeah. so they're, they're already showing that they can, they can, you know, do simpler stuff. But the level of playing even on these two things is unbelievable as well, you know. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Um, it's, aye. Uh uh, and Strangiato, I, I, it's probably the best thing on it. It's just, it's, it's, it's insane. It's just, and and yeah. they play, they did play it in the thirtieth anniversary, didn't they? David, I always forget the set list. No, uh, no, I don't think they did. It was on, it was on Russian Real though. They played it in Russian Real, but right. I don't think it was on the the Rush thirty. I could be uh, wrong, but you know, it's, it's, it's been a while, but I, th- I think they, they, well, that, they definitely, without a doubt, played it at Rio, um, yeah. um, um, and, on uh, that one. And, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and you know, in terms of lyrics, it's it's all science fiction and all that kind of stuff, and then you've got this mental thing about trees, you know, having, <laughs> no be fighting with each other, you know, just mental. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it's... It's to me, I, 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 and I don't want to. Can I just parrot everything you're saying? But everything you're, you, you haven't disagreed, agreed with a single word either you've said about this album. Um, you know, if you, you actually get into the, you know, the, you know the songs. You know, obviously the five songs. I mean, Cygnus is just. I mean, the guitar work in Cygnus is just, uh, you know, off the chain. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think see, listen to these four albums. Actually, my appreciation for Alex as a player has just increased again. Yeah, you know? you guys are amazing. I always, always player. loved his playing, and 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 to the point where I just think nobody plays like this guy. No, I'm 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 really struggling to think of anybody that's like him as a player. You know, um, mm. he's very recognisable his style. Um, but the, but the Cygnus, I mean, it's just jumping from one riff to another, and I know it's a big, you know, it's a big epic, you know, and it's it's going to do that. But uh, and Geddy's vocals are just like off the <laughs> I, chain, you know. I, <laughs> I'm I'm really high, high, you know? high, high, yeah. and, and, and I love that, and 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 I probably that's. Geddy's voice isn't for everyone anyway, but especially when it's that kind of really gritty, screechy way, and kind of it's probably not for everyone. But I, I love it. I think it's fucking mental. But I love it. You know, Doesn't bother uh, me, man. Doesn't no, bother me. That's it. But they see the see the and the see the the Dionysus part of the the, the song. The, the just the attitude and the tone of uh, Alex's playing is just mm. it's just absolutely brilliant. And and the and the creepy bit in the middle when it's all swirly synths.
and and you've got those fading bits coming in and the music coming fading in and fading back out again and that that's that whole bit is just it's just fucking genius mm-hmm. and the acoustic outro in the song you know just when it's just strummed chords and Geddy singing mm-hmm. uh, that's beautiful that that just to lead the song the song out to to the end there we can walk our road together if our goals are all the same we can run alone and free if we pursue Let the truth of love be lighted Let the love of truth shine clear Sensibility Armed with sense and liberty With the heart and mind united In a single perfect And even circumstances, like you said, Paul, like the I like the kind of the, the kind of almost like downbeat kind of dun, 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 on, on the on the choruses, and then j- jumps into that kind of happy fucking chorus. Kind of, it's, you know the kind of you know the, the dynamics of it's quite interesting. I mean, the choruses you can maybe say it's a bit goofy, but it's rush. It's fucking Aye. tons of rush stuff's goofy and fucking geeky and Aye. cheesy and all the rest. Of it. it's, that's rush, man. You know what I mean? You get a free eye uh, test at every rush gig, mate. Because they're wearing glasses. Everybody's mate. specky, man. Um, <laughs> um, I think the only thing that I've got down in the, the circumstances the daft keyboard interlude isn't 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 the best. It's, it sounds a wee bit. It's not for me. Put it that way. The trees, but the trees is brilliant. I mm. I, I love the trees. It's one of my, my favourite tunes. You know, um, from this era kind of thing. Um, fucking unrest in the forest, man. Know what I mean, uh, unrest in the forest. Aye, trouble with the trees, not. But um, anything else before we move on to. Permanent waves. Nah, I think we covered nah. most of that, man. Covered most of yeah. that. Well, the interesting thing about hemispheres is it was well, interesting. Well, well, I suppose it is. is a, I suppose there's a kind of Queen connection here. It was recording in Rockfield Studios, um, in Wales, which well, not just only Queen recorded, but um, but it was actually mixed in, in Trident Studios as well. So, I mm. and just on the trees, um, I think it was yeah, it was. Geddy was talking about obviously recording in the Welsh countryside. You know, he says you're you're watching English television, walking in the Welsh countryside. There are sheep talking to you in the early morning when you're trying to sleep. Lyrics come first, and we wanted to construct a dynamic little tale as a soundtrack to those lyrics. So obviously, I'm inspired by the surroundings, with you know the trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Via Strangiato. Uh, it's twelve distinct sections, as you've probably seen on your your you know your albums that you've got and stuff. And according to Lifeson, it is based on various nightmares he would have, particularly on while on tour. I heard so that, that before. So I. the music, <laughs> the music, uh, the music's all different. Um, which provided the theme to what he described as a musical recreation of them. So that's, that's pretty cool. It's amazing, man. I so Lifeson <laughs> you know. basically came up with most of the music for it. Then, uh, well, I think they certainly. I think he's maybe saying, well. This dream, I was dreaming of that, and then that this vibe, particular. Uh, so maybe Geddy's gone. Oh, what about this? And you know, nah, you know picking pick, pick kind of a soundtrack to the vibe of the dream. Sort Absolutely, of thing. yeah, yeah. Because it was always, it was always, uh, you know, Geddy and uh, Alex that you know were credited with the music. music yeah. Where obviously Neil, Neil being on the, Lyr- uh, the lyrical front, on the lyrics. That's it. Um, but fantastic! I think Hemispheres is a fucking great uh, album. I absolutely fucking excellent album, and 
and actually listening to these four albums, it's just made me want more Rush, to be honest. Um, so it's, it's that's can't be a bad thing. Because I'll be honest, I'd, it's been a while. Um, it's been too long, uh, actually, since I've actually been listening to Rush. So For me too. It's yeah. good to get hooked back in. Um, okay, so Permanent Waves, obviously the seventh studio album, being the next one after the sixth, which would make sense. I would. Um, this was released in January 1980. Um, and of course, as we'll all hear, are all half heard. This is a bit of a shift, so the sound kind of moves away from the kind of big proggy sound to a more sort of radio friendly kind of um, vibe in a lot of it. I think there's still some prog elements on oh, it, aye. absolutely, aye. No, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but yeah, definitely a bit more accessible for your average, you know, rock fan or whatever you want to call it. Um, again, another pretty, pretty popular one with the critics. Again, success, another, you know, getting more successful. So, number three in the Canada and the UK. And number four in the states, so pretty big album, you know. Um, and and apparently, um, Neil attempted to write a song based on Sir, uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, so the 14th century epic. Um, he was he was going to write a song around about that, but he abandoned it because um, he, he thought it was a bit too out of place with the rest of the the songs he was writing at the time so that would have kept it very much in that kind of yeah. that kind of proggy fucking aye. Geek, geekdom geekdom exactly aye totally aye um, and, and interestingly enough um, Lifeson felt unsure about the record for a period of time and couldn't couldn't listen to it really? Uh, yep due to his feeling that it failed to present any fresh ideas which is interesting because I think it is different enough um, but he said his opinion has changed over time you know um, it's weird so ah uh, yeah, interesting. But uh permanent waves. Um just to kick things off here, I think um obviously it's still Terry Brown um on production duties here. Um but there there seems to be a bit of difference in the sound in this. I think mm. it's a lot lot thinner, a lot tinnier, uh the sound to my ears certainly. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, yeah. um it's which is a bit of a shame because I mean that's that's the probably the major criticism I have of this album. It's just just a little bit because they're playing their asses off, you know, in most of this, and especially uh, especially Neil. And then, unfortunately, his drums just sound a wee bit, you know, they you know the oomph is kind of missing a little bit from his mm-hmm. from his the sound because he's playing his ass off in this, you know, like he always does, right enough. But um, but not not to the point where I think it ruins the album or anything. I think it's still a. I think actually, if you'd asked me before, I um. We did this podcast, I'd say this is probably my favourite Rush album, um, Permanent Waves. Um, but I don't know, I can, I can listen to a few of them and it's kind of bounced about, but I think I'm maybe coming back to this as being my favourite Rush album, actually. Um, it's not perfect, there's things on it that, you know, I would want want to be better, but I think mm. overall this is probably my, my personal favourite at the moment. But the fact that I'm listening to it and it's moving about just shows you how great the band is because you're you're actually starting to think, well, is it? You know, is it maybe this? Is it mm-hmm. maybe that? You know, uh, it's so, not a clear cut decision. Yeah, now. it's not. Uh, it's not definitely not clear cut, as you said, Joe. Um, but I think the other thing you notice on this, you'd probably agree that Geddy's obviously reining it in a lot. Ah, uh, he's not yeah. doing the really high vocals. It's no, it's no screeching so, yeah. in this one. Yeah. yeah. So it's very much the Geddy voice, but it's yeah, he's not he's not going for that those crazy screeches anyway. Um. So the tracks on this, uh, you've got Spirit of Radio, Free Will, Jacob's Ladder, Entree New, Different Strings and Natural Science. So um, not a lot of songs, but when you consider Natural Science as this big, massive thing at the end, um, as as a fairly standard length of album. Mm-hmm. Um, Spirit of Radio, um, 
so this was inspired by the spirit of radio in Toronto, apparently. So I think this was, you know, their, you know, I'm assuming uh, the radio, uh, a radio station or radio stations in Toronto, um, inspiring, you know, Neil to write this. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting about this is <laughs> when we obviously we're a Queen podcast fundamentally, and you think about Spirit of Radio and you think about Radio Gaga and the mm-hmm. messages in both songs are quite contrasting because Spirit of Radio tends to be a bit more about celebrating radio and what it does and make you know the magic music makes your morning mood and all this stuff. And Rogers very much, yeah, radio radio's a lot of shit. It used to be good, but now it's shit. <laughs> you know, so it's. But I mean, okay. there's a bit of cynicism and in, in even the Spirit of Radio one as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, even kind of one likes to believe in the freedom of music, but, you know, endless compromises and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of almost, you know, shatter the illusion of integrity. So it's almost, I think there's a bit of cynicism going in there. Are you making it for radio? You make music for radio gain, you know, radio mm. airplay. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, but he's still saying, but radio's great and stuff. So there's a wee bit of. We were push and pull in it, I think, uh, mm-hmm. lyrically. The song is cheesy as fuck. It really is, isn't it? I mean, we can't Aye. deny that. But it's know. good though, man. But it's it a is. Good track, I agree man. with you. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge, huge song for them. It's it's one of the ones that you know, if you're not a Rush fan, you'd probably go, ah, it's a bit of radio. You and know. that licks fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Yep. Yep. And even in the way it comes in with the, you know, it comes in with the film and do 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 you know you're into the kind of that's rush see that that sort of vibe that's just rush yeah. man that that yeah. to me when i hear that that vibe that they're yeah. the guys that do that thing aye that kind of that, that, the, the kind of cheesy kind of happy sounding stuff aye, and all yeah. that you know aye um but um i think it, see seeing my most probably my most cynical i would say uh, this song doesn't do a lot for me but then you get me on a certain day and i listen that to this and i go that's fucking song rules. So it's one of these songs that, you know, I've talked about push and pull, but it definitely pushes and pulls with me. It's sometimes I'm, I'm pulled towards it, sometimes I'm pushed away from it. It's it's kind of, but it's by no means a bad song. It never has been in for, for me, but just in terms of hitting me and, and getting me going. But there's so many good things to this. And I think, as Joe said, the intro is fucking amazing. And it obviously it's back into that again, you know, um, later on in the song before the solo comes in. Before it breaks down, the do 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 do, no Geddy on the bass, that bit fucking, that's that's brilliant. But uh, yeah, there's that um, for me. Free will, free will is is 
one of my weaker songs on this, I, I've never been huge on Free Will. I'm, I'm saying this is my favourite Rush album and I'm getting torn into the first two tracks here, but, you know, Free Will's never been... It's never been great for me. And I think one of the reasons is he follows the riff, Geddy. Ah, it's kind of late. It kind of almost sounds lazy. Aye, it's kind of like the, the Sabbath, you know, Aussie in the early days and just follow it up. But they mm-hmm. songs fucking ruled, you know. This isn't a, again, it's not a bad song. It just again doesn't doesn't really grab me the way. And I know I know there's the whole Ayn Rand thing and all that about free will. And you know, I was even trying to try to understand the the concept of free will, and and I'm still confused. I think ultimately what I could de- decipher from it, it's just all about pretty much being a selfish bastard and thinking yep. about yourself and not really having much empathy for anyone else, which is kind of disappointing, but. That's what happens when you read a kind of fascist fucking author, and yeah. you know. But anyway, that's well, no good to all that stuff. But but musically and and, and you know, it, it, again, not bad, and they play really well. But for me, where this album just becomes brilliant is from that point onwards. Jacob's Ladder to Natural oh. Science. That those mm-hmm. four songs are fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. Some of the best for me, the best mm-hmm. rush. Um, Jacob's Ladder, you know the the way it builds up, the the it's really dark and it do do do, and it's you know it's just building up and um, even the keyboards in it because obviously the keyboards are starting to encroach a wee bit more on this album as well, but they're used so well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they just build up brilliant, and the the middle section of Jacob's Ladder reminds me very very much of Strangato as well because it's a really kind of, it just goes way way down again mm-hmm. and and kind of just bubbles away and builds mm-hmm. up again and. Yeah, so so I, 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 Jacob's lad, I think it's just absolutely sublime. Entrepreneur, really cool song, and it's a really, really interesting kind of take on relationships for me. You know that the whole kind of, you know, we're, we're we're different. Let's give each other space, but we will come together often together, and we'll we'll be on the same page. You know, talking about eclipses and all that, and ah, yeah, yeah, you know these right, kind of right. things, and and where you know where people, you know, so it's it's very clever. You know the the lyrical content ah, yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. But I just think that idea of letting people grow as people and letting them understand the differences in people, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it's just, I think it's excellent. Different strings, again, the bass harmonics and different strings, because it's, I love the space in this song, different strings, it's just kind of the way it breaks mm-hmm. down and then you've got the bass harmonics mm-hmm. and just, just absolutely, and there's a bit in it that later on where it's just palm muted, it's like, doom, 
and it's just a palm muted bit and the guitar and then before the before the solo starts to come in that fucking bit is amazing I'm going to shut up soon and let you cut in, but I just thought, I've got my notes here, I'll just crack through them, but natural science is fucking sublime, man, for me. Um, The the acoustic guitar at the start and Geddy's voice, that just sitting so far in the background and and, and the reverb sitting away in the distance, that is just a fucking, so simple, you know, nothing nothing special, nothing new, but it just sounds beautiful. And again, Geddy's lyrics about, you know, tidal pools and talking about the universe and all that and marrying those kind of, concepts together that's fucking brilliant and mm-hmm. Peter is a demon on this man he, he just especially towards the end of the song he's just just absolutely off the chain um i, I, I never and he's one of for me i think Peter is one of the catchiest drummers i've ever oh, heard right. he writes riffs he writes drum absolutely riffs. yeah yeah and, yeah and we're going to come to on the next album some of the most catchiest <laughs> some of the, the catchiest drums and and rock music are on the next album but mm-hmm. but he's playing on that he's just I just can't can't say enough about the guy, you know. The guy's Aye. fucking guy's like inhuman, you know. Um, inhuman, unhuman. I'd say probably more than inhuman. Inhuman sounds like he's a fucking he's an animal, he's fucking a bastard, he's an animal. Aye, more unhuman then. <laughs> he's a fucking alien. Uh, Alec Hendrix. Aye, but anyway, sorry lads, I'll let you jump in. Paul, do you want to, do you want to uh, jump in there? I mean, because I, I, I actually don't know. The interesting thing is, I, I think I've talked probably more to Joe about these kind of albums, like Moving Pictures and Permanent mm-hmm. Waves and. Maybe not so much signals. I've got no idea what either of you think are signals, so when we get to that, it'll be interesting to see what you think. But more so permanent waves and moving pictures I've had these conversations with Joe about, but I don't know what you think, certainly about this album that much, so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, this this is an album that I never really listened to that much, uh, and I, I don't think I've ever owned it, actually. So, I, I, you know, I was listening to it on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> it's to my to, to my own detriment because this is a fucking excellent album, you know. Um, it's obviously there there is a noticeable change from Hemispheres, but there's still there's still enough from the past there in it to make the transition transition kind of smoother. Yeah, because J- Jacob's Ladder could be on Hemispheres for me. You could that could be. Oh on yeah, Hemispheres. no, definitely. Uh, I agree with you there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, Spirit of Radio, you know, it's it's goofy, it's daft. Um, I used to work with a guy that would like, that fucking song. I mean, I mean, how can you like a song when a guy's shouting salesman over and over again? Oh, salesman! 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how the fuck can you like a, like a song like that? But uh, I do, I. Uh, and, it, and it's you just do. it's an example of how uh, prog bands and prog artists were fucking really good at pop music you know back then aye, yeah, G- yeah. Gabriel Genesis music, yes aye. and all yeah. that mm-hmm. they, 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 they you know they, they could do complex music but they could also turn, 
make it catchy and Phil you know, Collins as well, man. Phil Collins, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Genesis themselves, I suppose. Uh, yeah, Genesis, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. By this point, aye. Uh, you know, they, they know about production, they know about song structure, they can play, and and there's, there's that wee element of eccentricity with them as well, a wee bit of madness about them. Aye, so it's not a, it's not aye, a typical, aye, kind of the way uh, Queen did pop songs, they, were, they weren't very typical pop songs, yeah, but they were yeah, just really so catchy. There was a, so there was a bit of charm about them, you know, even even things like, you know, Trevor Horn, who played with Yes, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star, it's fucking yeah, daft, yeah, but it's catchy as fuck, and that, that guy can play like fuck, you know. But on, but on paper, know, that, would, aye, that, would, that would be like, what is this? Yeah, aye, totally, yeah. Aye, totally and, and, uh, so, there, there, there was this period, you know, 78 to 83 or whatever, where some of the biggest uh, pop songs, you know, around were by guys who had done, like, you know, uh, massive concept records in the 70s about, you know, all sorts of mental Tenise things. and shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the things I, I kind of noticed, um, particularly the track Entree New, um, was that it reminded me of a Queensryche song and I was racking my brains to find out what it was but um, you two guys managed to, to help me out it's a Hand on Heart off the Empire album um, it's, it, it's really similar it's yeah, yeah, very similar yeah. but I would say the band Queensryche as a whole owe, owe a, a big uh, debt to mm-hmm. Permanent Waves as, yeah. a, as an album as a whole yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like a lot of bands owe mm-hmm. a, a debt of gratitude to to Rush for yeah. various albums, you know. But Permanent Waves and and Queensrÿche, you know, the more you the more you think about it, and the more you kind of look at the, um, what Queensrÿche did, even how they structured their songs and all that. Yeah. Very very uh, indebted to Rush. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to stick on um, Hand on Heart of the absolutely amazing Empire album um, and uh, yeah there's, a, there's certainly a, a, a more than just a similarity yeah yeah absolutely abs- no I agree with that agree with that definitely The big one on this for me is different strings. I fuck it. It's a beautiful ah, song. Yes, it's yeah. fucking lovely. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful song. It's it's so bizarre to have a rush song with that much space in it as well. Yeah, Aye. yeah. It just breeze. It really, yeah. really breeze. And that's not a criticism of rush. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love them because they're really busy instrumentally a lot of the time and, and keep yeah. your interest. But mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the space in this song is yeah. fucking brilliant. And, I, and mm-hmm. I think that's what they're, they're you know, the I because because up to now. As you say, every song's dense. You know, there's very little 
even know. even spirit of radio and things like that it's, I, it's still, still very busy it's still got a lot going yeah. on absolutely there's yeah. not I, I can't really think of any songs where everything drops out and it's just like you know a bass or a, a mm. drum <laughs> you know there's always about four instruments going at one time yeah different strings uh, as a as a a big one for me in this and then nat- natural science i mean it, it, it plays off the chain um I'll, you know in terms of prog bands and all that you know the the gold standard for me is king crimson and all their their, their incarnations they're mm-hmm. the other guys for me who are the best players ever but fuck's sake the these three guys push them close you know in terms of playing and tightness and fucking, you know, I, th- I think Rush. Well, I think Rush can wrote better songs than King Crimson, but I do, do agree that. Well, that's I, that's that's probably yeah, that's, you're, that, you're right. You're that is the right, truth. Huh? That is the uh, truth. I mean, I think yeah. Rush Rush could all play their instruments to like virtuoso level, but could write songs, you know, aye. more than which is missing from prog a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, now yeah. especially. Aye. Yeah. Whereas uh, I know Crimson in later days, you know, were, were more song based. Certainly around about this time, you know, when they yeah, got back together it, in the early early eighties, it was more song based and stuff. You know, uh, Adrian um, Ballou had just come out of Talking Heads, so it was all yeah, you know, it was right. quite new wavy and all that, you know, right. discipline yeah. and all that, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, as as a fucking great album, and as I say, why why didn't I listen to it more before? You know, so it's uh, it, it's almost like discovering a new album for me, you know, because I you know obviously I was aware of it and all that. Um, but yeah, and and I've heard individual tracks. You know, they they played. I, I think they played certain parts of. Uh, obviously, they played Spirit of Radio quite a lot. But I th- I think they played they played Jacob's Ladder live. They played. They might have in the earlier days, but I mean, certainly in recent times. I might say recent times, last twenty years. Uh, they played. They played bits of Natural Science. That that's all. Right, is that what it? Right, is that Natural Science. Of? Um, and real. They they did Natural Science. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a great album and uh, I'll be listening to it more, definitely. I'll, I'll be yeah. rectifying my my previous mistakes, yeah. Aye, do that. Mr. Joe. You, you do that, mate. Fucking do that, mate. Make sure you fucking do, mate. I fucking uh, will, right? Good, mate. Do it, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the cunt shall. Um, listen, man. I would just, I would just be. You guys literally just dissected it, pretty much. Nah, sorry, no left you much, much better to nah, say, but it's all right. I'll just keep it brief. Nah, this, this is one of my my favourite Rush albums. Definitely, I. Um, it's, it's like Paul said. It's got, a, it's got enough of the complexity to still keep it sounding like Rush. You know, what I mean, it's not like a massive departure from Hemispheres. It just seems to me like it's been a conscious decision after how much of a headache it was to make hemispheres. Absolutely. That they've went, fuck that, we're not going through that again. Um, and I can attest to that by doing my own album, um, you know, <laughs> fucks your brain up. Aye. Uh, Aye. Fuck, definitely fuck my hemispheres up. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I digress. I, but I, I mean, that, that, this is like their, this is like Queen uh, Rush's The Game for me in the sense mm. that aye, aye, aye. Th- th- there's, this is this is the, the tipping point where, where they, they kind of start to yeah. become a different band from here on yeah absolutely mm. it's a good very good very good yeah um, that's a good comparison aye, yeah. Aye. Aye. this is the, you know shooter. you know everything from queen one up till jazz you know uh, where you know some of the albums are better than others blah 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 but it still fundamentally has an all over vibe of who queen were but then by the time the game came it was a definite shift this this for me maybe not as black and white as the game but there's definitely mm more streamlined it is I don't think they're by any means they were trying to write hit songs but I think they were just for their own sanity they were just trying to make it more enjoyable 
and try to write yeah. more melodious kind of hook driven stuff which is understandable coming from a, an album as complex as Hemispheres but yeah Natural Science is ridiculous do you know what I mean um, different strings amazing beautiful Jacob's Ladder I mean all the things you said I'm not going to go through them all again but I it's it's just a it's just a really really warm album in the sense that you know Hemispheres is kind of challenging this isn't this is kind of more a more inviting album if that makes sense it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. I think if if it maybe if you gave somebody hemispheres it would be too much for them and I think this yeah. would you know if I was going to give an album to somebody that hadn't heard Russia I wouldn't give them hemispheres not because it's a bad record it's just because it's so busy and it's really hard yeah. Yeah. you, you kind of need to kind of ease them in kind of easily with something like this and I think this would have been a probably a point where the the band gained new fans as well obviously with Spirit of Radio yeah. and stuff like Absolutely. that one hundred percent. So kind of again making the kind of comparison with Queen, you know, with the time they did the game, um, you know, they they found a lot of different types of fans. We, you know, with another one bites the dust and stuff like that. Spirit of Radio would have probably did a similar thing for Rush at this mm-hmm. point. You'd get people, like, who's this band, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's all over. It's it's a much easier album to digest, but that doesn't make it any less a great album because it, it is. It's fantastic, guy. Brilliant, brilliant piece That's of it. art. Indeed, man. I do. I agree with you, Joe. They've they've struck that balance really well on this album. Yep. Um, between the the previous, you know, the previous rush and the kind of the rush that that, that to become, you know, Aye, the, exactly. that they're going to become kind of thing, you know. But um, yep. yeah, yeah. And I think that obviously we're going to move on to moving pictures now, and and that's when it really consolidates, probably. Um, although. You know, even even so, there's probably still elements of the the, mm. the prog on this as well. You know, oh, aye, hundred percent. Yeah. Aye. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's certainly it's certainly kind of you know, it's obvious that they're going to be more and more like a, a band that's more four or five minute songs. You know, overall yeah. kind of thing moving forward, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so moving pictures, uh, eighth studio album, obviously released in February the twelfth, nineteen eighty one. Um, and again, this is more radio friendly kind of stuff on this, as we talked about tighter song structures, things like that. And um, another big album again for Rush. So again, this is their biggest selling album to date. Um, mm. This one, and this was at the point where there was a, a brief moment in time when they talk about that they were the biggest band in the world for a very brief time. It was just they were the hottest ticket and the whole of the states at one point, you know, because of like, Tom Sawyer and things like that, you know. So. Mm. Um, but you know, and and we talked about Queen. Queen were the same in nineteen eighty. At one point, they were the biggest band in the world for a for a brief brief moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rush had their their time with it as well. Um, so very successful album. Obviously, it got to number three in the states um, and the UK, but got to number one in Canada. So um, the native country, which is magic. Nice one. All right, the Canadians, absolutely. man. Indeed, man. Shout out to Rai. I know you're not listening, but shout out to Rai. Aye, anyway. aye. How you doing, um, Rai? Nice one being born in Canada, <laughs> mate. Aye, good on you, mate. Um, so <laughs> the tracks on this, um, we have Tom Sawyer, Red Barshita, YYZ, Limelight, The Camera Eye, Witch Hunt, and Vital Signs. Joe, uh, was it Joe? Did you opened us up with Hemispheres, didn't you? Or was it Paul? Did you open us up with Hemispheres? Uh, I opened up with Hemispheres. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, was, I, um, I think uh, it was. Uh, who cares? Aye, I'm, I'm going. I get torn out now. Paul, do you, want to, do you want to start us off with moving pictures then? And then we'll get Joe's thoughts on it. Moving pictures, I uh, well, what can you say this stuff? Can aye. Now you want a masterpiece in it, you know? Uh, this, this is, but that I'll say this. This is my. This is. I know it's so obvious to say this, but this is my favorite Russia album. Aye. But do you know what? 
that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it makes absolute sense. But but it's obvious, you know, it's, you know, and it is obvious to, to me anyway that aye, this this is they struck gold. Anyway, Paul, you go aye. ahead, mate. But see if you're a hipster cunt like me, it's a fair way with the Kings. So Tom Sawyer, man, <laughs> fuck. It's a fucking it's, masterpiece. It's uh, it is indeed. It's <laughs> it must be the greatest air drum, air guitar, air keyboard song there is. That's, that's, that's what you do. You do all three, don't you? <laughs> Probably do the bass and all, actually. fucking incredible uh, and again you know we, we mentioned about uh, prog bands doing pop songs and all that but they're, they're not just about you know girl meets boy and all that they're, they're always about <laughs> some mad abstract ideas and all that you know um, yeah incredible song um, and uh, I just love watching that video and because I'm in the studio I just love it's, they, they just look dorky as fuck. But with our Christmas jumpers. I, I, <laughs> and Neil Pierce got a jumper on and, and he's fucking insane on the kit, man. Uh, just uh, uh, just a fills, you know, he's going right around the kit and all that. Fucking yes. Fucking love it, man. Neil's uh, a man. And it, it's, a, it's, it's a bit sad about that studio, that Lee studio. It's like derelict now and it went in fire and all that. Aye. Oh, it it right. doesn't exist anymore. Aye, it's, it was like a residential studio. And, uh, is that I'm fairly sure I would need to look it up again but I'm fairly sure that's the same studio that the that Rollins band recorded Wait in aye I think you're right I think it was talk outside and stuff like that it's all wood and shit aye I think in the last 10 years or something it's, it just went out of business and aye. it went out for sale and nobody bought it and, and it went in fire and it's just aye, that's a shame an insurance job then basically yeah probably yeah. Uh, but yeah I digress Aye, Tom Sawyer's amazing. Uh, Tam Sawyer. If you're Tam Scottish. Sawyer. Tam, Tam Sawyer. Sawyer. Ta- Tam O'Sawyer. <laughs> Get chased with the, the fucking devil. The witches. Aye, Aye. fucking grabbing the horse and all that. Horse's tail and that. Aye. Aye. Magic. Some horse Red, grabbing it. Red Barchetta. Fucking brilliant. YYZ. Brilliant. Line light. Fuck brilliant. me, man. Some insight you can't. Ah, you know, I was just about to say that, brilliant. man. Witch Hunt. Witch Hunt's a big one for me in this. I, I, I ah, fucking, it's a fucking belter. I fucking uh, love this song, man. Uh, yeah, just when the, the, the big riff comes in. Oh. Uh, vital signs, a bit of reggae and all that to finish you off. Aye. Well, maybe, aye. Oh, okay. Vital signs is maybe the vital, weak link vital, on aye, this for me. Uh, vital signs is maybe the one where... Uh, you know. it, it, I think there's a I, for me there's a maybe a a, a sequencing issue because I want to put that last aye it, 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 it finishes the it. album aye. could maybe bury it in the middle aye. or something and have, maybe have Witch Hunt as the last aye. track or something aye Witch Hunt would be better than uh, aye, yeah. uh, but, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I remember 
uh, fucking, you know, just being a fucking... Being a fucking, mate. Being a fucking... Fucking. Fucking. A fucking's uh, an animal in Scotland, by the way, for anybody listening to this. uh, Even when Paul was a fucking... (laughs) Just just a nerd that I was when uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, I I flew into uh, Toronto and... You know the YYZ hang on your YYZ aye. Aye, aye. on your luggage. That's a like, yes. I've still <laughs> I've still got my luggage tag with YYZ on it because I was like yes. I, I, I think I kept mine, but it's probably I've moved house about five times since, so it's probably aye, long gone. But I just like just getting a kick out of seeing that, you know. It's because you had about uh, fucking six wives or something. You're fucking aye, eight, aye, you cunt. I know. <laughs> Is your head not due to get lobbed off, man? No, it's him. Get him your head wife, off, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, brilliant. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, it's I. Ah, uh, yeah. Vital signs maybe takes it down a notch from. I'll, I'll give it four and a half stars out of five. The album, because because vital signs kind of still pretty, <clears throat> still pretty fucking yeah, pretty high, man. Uh, pretty high. But I, amazing. Next nice one, Joe. Not a lot of insight there, is it? But you know. No, so hopefully, hopefully yeah. Joe Fiss will be able to. Joe will pick it up. Joe's a musicologist and all that. You Aye. Aye, I'm a musicologist, mate. What, what, what mode do they use? And pick or pick or as a like Howard Goodall would do or something. Man. Aye. go for it, mate. The mode they use, the pesh, mate. I'm sure, they use the <laughs> pesh mode. Um, nah, that this is the album that got me into Rush properly. Uh, this uh, this this I. Where do, where do you start? I mean, YYZ for a uh, for a start is. I mean, I'm not going to say anything that insightful here. I mean, it, I mean the very fact that how they they got the time signature, you know, is brilliant. Do you know what mm. I mean? It was, it was like the Aye. the signal on the plane for when they when they basically are flying into Canada. I mean that alone, it's just the you know Neil Peart's code. Yeah, Neil Peart's fucking imagination, you know, or whoever it was. I think it was Neil Peart actually, wasn't it? Mm. That, that, that kind of came up with the, the drum pattern to, yeah. to suit the. This is the Morse code. This is to me, you know, you've got farewell, uh, farewell kick. Sorry, uh, permanent waves before this, and we talked about this being that being like a kind of watershed where they started to become a different band. This album uh, for me is where yeah. they where Rush perfected the next yeah. step, mm-hmm. and after that, it starts to go the wrong way for me. Gradually mm-hmm. go the wrong way, so it's almost like that transitional album. Which spoiler alert! I. <laughs> no, no, not necessarily. Permanent waves, and then you you get this, and this is where they got it absolutely fucking perfect for mm. me. The the perfect blend of this is a, the hits, with the hooks, but but having the insane musicianship to back it up. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. I I mean, 
Pierce drums sound dry, really dry, but it sounds so fucking good as a result. Better, of it. Aye, aye. aye, absolutely. It's kind of it's similar in some ways to permanent ways, but there's a big difference, especially when you listen through to them back to back. Oh, I you really notice yeah. it. It's, it's, it's thicker though. There's punchier. a thicker, warmer sounds punchier. Punch. Yeah. That's the fact. That is exactly the word I have written down here. It aye. punches more. Aye. Aye. You know, so it's a punchier, punchier drum sound. Geddy's yeah. bass sounds thick. It's a, real th- it's, a, it's a good, nice, it's a, it's a really warm sounding album as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Tom Sawyer, masterpiece, man. <laughs> I mean, what are you got to do? And Lifeson's got to get that, the, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel that, like David was saying there, I mean, Lifeson, I don't think it's mentioned enough, man. The guy's, yeah, the guy's got some of the most it. iconic guitar licks. I mean, you know, yeah. Tom Sawyer, you know, I and of course, weird, man. There, there might be a very valid reason for that. and He's we'll Canadian just... and he's quiet and he's not a big loud well, cunt. That's probably well, part of it. That's part of it, but uh, you know, certainly when we're talking about the next album, there might be a reason. <laughs> Aye, well, well, that's the thing though. I don't think. I mean, there is keyboards in this record, obviously, man. But mm. I don't think they encroach on on the the, the tunes. No. But obviously, no. No. after this fact, it starts to creep in. You know, yeah. after obviously, and becomes a bit more like, well, where's where's Alex? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Aye. what I mean? And, but, I, uh, and I think that's why he's not talked about as much because he. Aye, because that whole period of the last part of the 80s disappears. Absolutely. I must say, I mean, obviously the camera's eyes quite got kind of evil sort of vibe to it. You know, it's, it's dark and stuff like that. I love it. I love it, but it's about, it's obviously about, you know, Neil's claustrophobia, about being in the, you know, public eye. And obviously Limelight's kind of about that as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. The guy was obviously a very private person, didn't enjoy uh, accolades. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you know what's said about him is led to be believed, you know, it's, the guy was very much just like, I'm all about the music, and that's I don't want to be told how great I am. And I, I think he doesn't, doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. Stroked in that yeah. way, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. guy, the guy was just a, a musician first and foremost. There was absolutely no no rock star bullshit with him at all. Not not to say that there was with Alex or Giddy either. There no, wasn't, no. but definitely Neil. And I, I love uh, the, the the lyrics in this. I think are a lot uh, for the most part are, are very pe- they're a lot more personal than they have been on the previous albums. Like because obviously you've got. Limelight, which we're saying, it seems like it's his perspective on you know how he feels about being in a successful yep. band. Camera's eyes exactly the same. Witch Hunt as well. So obviously, you know, it's a kind of feeling that like you know your life's not your own. It's kind of claustrophobic in a mm. in a sense. And obviously, Red Brichetta is quite reflective as well. You know, he's talking about being on the farm and stuff like that, and his uncle, you know, showing him the fucking the car and stuff like that, and taking it out. So it's a, it's it's probably the first time that they've been this ref- that Neil's been this reflective on his own. Life, yeah. as as uh, they're talking about yeah, personal point. relationships aye, and all that, and, you know, exactly. Not necessarily 
going probably, on order. No, yeah, no, probably yeah, on, on order, but aye, on train new. There's, there's a bit of that on that, absolutely, definitely. But um, but but like you say, Joe, can I more consistently? Aye, you know, aye. A, a album, and I think that's probably what makes this album more relatable in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Because obviously the stuff before is is good, obviously you know, but the the lyrics can go down geek them, you know, and and you can't really connect with a lot of it, especially mm. you know hemispheres and stuff, you know, it's kind of fairy tale stuff and that, which I don't this I, I like that stuff, but this for this album for me, I think it's the marriage of the 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 music being more streamlined and more catchy, and obviously the more relatable lyrics that really make this album what it is, you know what I mean, um. And you know, f- I, it's, 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 I mean, I can't say. I, I mean, I, okay, I agree. Um, vital signs. I is a bit like why are you kind of doing this reggae track to finish off such a fucking excellent album. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't hate it or anything like that. It's it just is no. It was it, is. it was it was when they started they started getting the police real, and stuff like that. Absolutely, a real obsession with the police yeah. and and that's that's encroaching into their their, their, their music. And you hear that later on as well, you know. That kind of, you know that kind of as Paul mentioned at the start, that kind of new wave sort of thing and starting Ab- to creep in a wee bit as well. You know? Absolutely, but like aye, the, the, Tom Sawyer, the, the, basically the, the fucking all the songs except for Vital Signs, I think are like absolute classics, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, and I would give it five out of five because uh, Vital Signs doesn't put the boot into the album for me because I love no, it. No, no, it's not Vital Signs isn't isn't bad, aye, like you say, Joe. It's mm. not it's not bad. As far it's as just... reggae goes, it's pretty fucking good. So and I don't <laughs> like aye, just, and that's come from a guy who doesn't like reggae that's aye. one of the few forms of music mm. I just don't really jive with that much you know aye that's it um, this is this is I don't know I, I, for this Moving Pictures has, has been a kind of album that I've liked more in certain days and again it kind of similar to you know the, the whole kind of spirit of radio thing and this is kind of the same for me. There's, there's tracks on here that are, that are like un, undisputable. You know, Tom Sawyer's undisputable. It's, it's one of the best things they ever wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Sawyer, hands down, it's it's a fucking masterpiece. Um, and and it's catchy, it's accessible, as we said, mm-hmm. but it's got all the complexity but and, it's and fucking aye. Aye, and as it's we talked about catchy, catchy, catchy drumming, Paul, you said that you can aye. you can you can airplay to every single instrument in that song because they're all three of them are fucking on it. As as you know, Joe, Joe used the word masterclass, and that's what I've got written down for this. It is a masterclass, and it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Fucking great song, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Barchetta, um, that that's one of the ones that I've, I've it's kind of pushed and pulled to me. I like it, um, but that opening line is one of the worst opening lines in a song. <laughs> My uncle, uncle has a country, country place <laughs> that no one knows about. Uh-huh. That's fucking that. You're going to write that to open the songs. And and then and then and then fucking I race back to the farm to dream with my uncle at the fireside. Hey. It's a bit weird, aye. It's a bit aye, man. Aye, it's just because fucking... your mind's fucked up, mate. You're going to aye, dark places, true, mate. mate. Yeah, that's true. Aye, See, aye, Neil's, like, Neil's an see, innocent, mate. Neil's an you're innocent. You're thinking the uncles are nonsense, right, man? Aye, 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 uncles. Fucking. But I mean, there's there's a naive charm to it. It's, it's that kind of um, oh, I found that. But it's cinematic as well because actually the way he kind of yeah. kind of talks through, you, you can visualize see everything it. that's happening. You can see. I it think exactly, it, is, so. it, is, is it based on a novel or something like that? No, I think. I it's, don't, it's, don't know. I, I thought it was. I just automatically always assumed it was about him. 
but then oh right well, well I've, I've, I've got the notes here well well no it's not actually so you're right Paul it is a ah, so uh, it was inspired by a short story a Ain't nice morning oh, drive right. by Richard S Foster ah um, so it was originally written in November 1973 edition of the American car magazine Road and Track so there you go but that blows my whole fucking Neil's been deep in this album talking about his childhood aye, aye, but, aye. but I suppose you've, you've got to connect you know there's got to be something connecting to that story that that's means something to him kind of thing so aye, you're, you're, you're still not yourself, wrong I suppose yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah I mean I, I, that's one of the ones I was a bit like you know through the years but again listening to Moving Pictures for this Moving Pictures has moved up again for me I think this is mm. Moving Pictures is actually now I probably liked it I probably like it now more than I, I ever have kind of thing and and that's because you're really focusing in on the album and, and you know the, the musicality because you, you want to be able to talk about it but um, but Barsetta's great YYZ is untouchable just perfection just Aye, fucking, fucking right, man. perfection fucking right. um, and the whip cracks the I love the fucking whip cracks, you know. It's like, bye bye. Ah, fucking masterpiece. Limelight. I, I'm cool with Limelight. I do like it. I like it. I like it a lot. But it, again, that's another one that pushes and pulls with me. I liken it to Free Will for me a lot. It seems to me it's a companion song to Free Will for some reason. Um, it might not be for anybody else, but just for me personally. But don't get me wrong, I think this is better than Free Will. I think this is yeah. a better song. It's mm. a better song. It's more, you know, it's just, it grabs me more. Chorus is, but, I love the chorus, man. Aye, I yeah. Chorus. Um, living on a fish island, mate. Living on, on a fish island. island. <laughs> Waiting for your friends to come, mate. Uh, aye, and then we'll get high. Get high. <laughs> um, the camera eye, fucking brilliant. The way it builds up with the synths and guitars. Nice evil man. And 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 it's it reminds me of like the Warriors. See, like the Warriors <laughs> kind of when the Warriors soundtrack had that synth and guitar thing happening at the same time. And aye. but see that see when it comes in and the weight, the real the weight of the guitar coming in with it, it's fucking brilliant. His um, guitar tone's really good. That's one of the best guitar tones I, I think he ever had, man. A great yep. guitar tone. The only thing, um, the only thing about the camera eye is when it builds up really well, but when it gets to the the sort of the to, it's a bit too kind of in the streets of Manhattan. It's a wee bit again. But that's I wish. Rush. I, I know, I know, I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I do get it. Aye, I get but, you as but well. For me, as well aye. aye, aye. But for me, I think, see the way it builds up, I'd have preferred if they'd have stayed darker. in that mode. Aye, kept in a and darker, just put, yeah, the, yeah. Put, put the vocals yeah. over that and stayed in that vibe. And then, I don't know, maybe they had a wee interlude where it gets a wee bit happier, but get back. I don't know. This is just my... So for aye. me, the ca- camera is nearly fucking there, but that, you know, it's a wee bit too... too crap, too chirpy, I guess.
But aye, like I say, that if, that, if there was one criticism of Rush, it was maybe that, you know you wish they would get darker at times. Aye, you know aye, when aye, you know aye. you know. So, aye. but but they do. I mean, when you talk about Witch Hunt, that's that's pretty fucking dark. You know aye, the next aye, song. Aye, you know, so that kind of moves into that. So they so they do. It's no. It's not to say they don't. Um, but Witch Hunt, it just breathes so well. Um, at the start and then into that bit, that thick riff that comes yeah. in. It's, it's just Witch Hunt is fucking. <laughs> That's a great riff, man. He's a, he's, a, he's a king of the, the single string uh, riffs, man. Oh, I bet it makes him sound thick. It's weird. Aye, because it's, 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 it doesn't really play power chords that often, man. No, often. Aye. No. Just, just to kind of ring out things. Aye, but, maybe but, riffs, does, but his aye, riffs are usually like, all single note aye, stuff. Yeah. But he's got this. He's got, it's, I wouldn't even say it's tight. Percussive. It's, it's got a very percussive way of percussive playing. Percussive ways, aye, aye. Um, but okay, he's, a, he's a fucking great player. And like, is, I, agree with, I agree with you, he doesn't get enough praise. But um, then Vital Signs, we talked about and we talked about that. But yeah, so for me, I think that's why it's, it's you know, I talked about Permanent Ways, pop, probably being my favourite Rush album at this moment in time. But, you know, I've got faults with that. And, I, you know, talking about this album, I've got a few things that I would like to have better on it as well. So... Probably the, the again. I'm I'm kind of almost at the point where I I don't really know now. You know, I, even listening to to that to these albums for the podcast, I don't know if Permanent Way still is my favourite. This could be Hemispheres. I fucking love. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I suppose at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know, do nah, you enjoy the music? Nah, that's you all do. that matters at the end of the day. So, absolutely. so good music. Doesn't you know? doesn't really matter who's your favourite at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. These albums are just fucking great, though. I mean, overall, as as a as you know the you know. It's just great to listen to, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But this is fucking when this is when this is on the money, this is some of the best rush you'll ever get, you know. I think Neil said you that know? as well. He for for him, he said that, that Rush did it for him personally, I think he said that this was the point where Rush where he said they became what they where they were supposed to be in his mind anyway. Right. Um you right, know the marriage of the hooks with the you know, with the yep. experimentation part of that mm-hmm. stuff, I Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking, I just wrote this down because I was. <laughs> Did you ever think Neil got annoyed? You know, like I'm thinking of the camera, you know, the walking well, the streets of Manhattan and all that kind of stuff. I think I had this pure dark bit of music in mind for that bit, and you've just come out with it. Because yeah, he just really had the whimsical <laughs> fucking, aye, aye choral aye, fucking <laughs> vocal pattern. Aye. So, moving pictures. For some, a masterpiece. For Joe, probably a masterpiece. For Paul, nearly a masterpiece. For oh, me, at the very least, a fucking brilliant album. So. Minted. Fucking rush, man. Fucking rush. rush fucking man. rush. This was the record. <laughs> I, this would be the record I would give somebody who's wanting to get into rush, man. That's aye, aye, yeah. Waves. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, man. Yeah. Um, all right, then. So we'll go to the fourth album we're going to discuss, the fourth and last album we are going to discuss, um, and that's Signals. So Signals was released, it's the ninth album, obviously, and it was released on in September 1982. Prolific. Aye. Aye, no, they keep churning them out, you know, so... 
Um, so obviously, it's quite obvious when you hear this, synths are going to be a massive part of Rush's sound because it's just pretty... It's kind of progressed from... I mean, they were using synths early days, you know. Uh, but, from the start. But, but, no, from they, the but start, this is when they really start to sound a bit shite. This is synth, when they start to really, really come in and, and get push further up in the mix as well to almost be the main part of the songs as opposed mm. to the riffs where the, the keyboards would add texture and, and yeah. maybe maybe synth breaks and things like that. But they're becoming mm. now um, a huge part of the songs. Um, so... This was this got you number one in Canada, number three in the UK, and number ten in the States. So again, another very successful album. Not as successful as Moving Pictures, um, for obvious reasons. I think there's, you know, there's um, on this album for me that obviously there's nothing. There's no real standout track. The way you know you've got Tom Sawyer, YYZ, and Limelight on Moving Pictures. There's no one obvious standout track on this that you'd say is accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's maybe that's maybe a reason why it didn't do so well. I don't know. This is me just specul- speculation on my part. But um, I've got I've got a lot of a lot of things I want to say about this album. I think pretty sure. But I would almost want to save what I think and move over to yourselves because, like I say, I have no idea what you'll think about this. I'm I could I could guess, but uh, I'm going to come to Joe first. Joe, do you want to start things off with signals? Well, I'll fess up, I hadn't heard this album um, mm. for years, man. Like, I just Aye, was like, yeah. I, I couldn't remember a single thing about it. So, I was kind of expecting to d- kind of almost dislike this a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I went into it thinking, right, this is the moving I, pictures, I, I, it's over pictures, kind of thing. Aye, yeah, aye. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I mean, I, yeah, I, the, the, the keyboards are in here now man they're, they're full on and that's that's a problem do you know what I mean because Alex is seriously taken right down in the mix but I mean I mean I, I, I like these a lot of these songs like a lot man like I think um, Digital Man even though it's a really shite name for a song <laughs> thinks a really good track man um, Chemistry's fucking really good in fact the first like four or five tune the weapon's fucking it, I think is excellent aye Um They've definitely that you can see now that you know the rush that came before this I think were more innovative to me now they're really starting to emulate what was popular at the time do you know what I mean whereas I don't think they were doing that throughout the 70s I think they really were finding who they were and their own identity at that point in their career right and right and that includes right up to moving pictures do you know what I mean but now they're definitely influenced by stuff at that time it's a good album. I think the core of it, the songs are great. Mm-hmm. Again, instrumentation, kind of like we talk about with kind of Hot Space and stuff like that, you know, with Queen. Yeah. Um, although this sounds way better than fucking Hot Space, man, <laughs> um, by a country mm-hmm. mile, even, you know, for its faults. But this is the this is the beginning of it changing completely. down. Ad- so it's almost like they got to moving pictures and they, they perfected their sound. Now they've ta- they're starting to take it too far the other way now. Yeah. Um, but like I say, is a subdivision sounds like a, a really good track. I think the stupid kind of subdivisions bits a bit kinda like <laughs> shopping balls. Aye, all that kind of stuff.
I kind of almost get, give Russia a pass with stuff like that because they're Aye. geeks, you know. And I, yep, I, yep. I, let's face it, I'm a fucking geek. You're a geek. Aye. We're all fucking yep. geeks, really. So I mean, I give it a pass, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I don't, I, I don't think this is a bad album. I just think it's. It is just the keyboards that are kind of letting this down because I think the songs are for the most part really fucking strong in this record, man. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't know what it is about Analog Kid, but I think that's crass. That's great. I don't know what it is. And I know it's cheesy as fuck, but. Digital man, shit name, but great tune, man. <laughs> For me, anyway. Anyway, that's my piece on it. Mm. Um, yeah, I was like you, Joe. I I hadn't really heard this album uh, all the way through um, at all, really. Um, so we we decided we were going to do this. Obviously, I'd heard subdivisions and uh, a couple other things, but. Um, I so I so basically um the keyboards have swapped with the guitars whereas before the keyboards were adding colour and texture to songs mm-hmm. and the guitar was the main melodic instrument. It's now the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that that is a fucking problem when you've got um a guy as good as Alex Lifeson in your band. It's a fucking problem. There's red lights, you know. Um, I'm sorry that I, I, I'm going to sound like a cliched old cunt here when I say that this is a lot of this stuff's not I, I, I wouldn't say it's not good I would just say it's boring kind of aimless um, there's no a lot of invention in a lot of these Subdivision's a great song Analog Kid I like uh, it's got a crank solo on it. Aye, you know aye, when, when, when they let him play, he can fuck it. You know, and I kind of like that one know. as well because it, that one's got one of some of the least keyboards in the whole album. It's it's a yeah. bit more because it's, it's very guitar-y It's yeah. got really cool new lyrics. Yeah, it's a crank riff, and the beat's like boop bit, boop bit, So it's almost like kind of when you let him play one of the faster tunes that Russia have done in a way. Lot of energy in it. Yeah. Um, chemistry, chemistry is good. The, the, the bass and that is fucking huge. Aye, uh, and and dice speed guitar bits, but again, it's it's texture. It's not. Aye, it's know, not. It's not up front. Uh, wee bit. It's just wee bits here and there. Um, 
I, I've got to disagree with you, digital man. Ah, well, fair does. I could have liked nah, it, man. Uh, it does nothing for me. Uh, the weapon. <laughs> the weapon. Uh, a fucking weapon. Weapon. <laughs> uh, the keys at the start are great. You know, so, I mean, the keyboard sounds in this are, are, are on the whole good. It's ah, they're not like, too bad. They're just too I much like of them. less of them. Aye, aye. Yeah, aye. Do you remember the, the, the gig? I think it's maybe the Grace Under Pressure tour. Um, the live video, I think it is. And uh, there's a big thing on the screen. It's Dracula introduces the weapon. They're just fucking bananas. They're, they're Canadian, uh, yeah. man. I love that. They're just off the wall, man. Mad sense of humour. Yeah, aye, the weapon. That's a, that's a good one. Aye, uh, like we, we bit more life in that one as well. Uh, New World Man, <sighs> reggae again. And, aye, uh, that's that's no great. Aye, uh, losing it. Um, aimless. I don't know. Boring. Uh, the album definitely does peter off towards the end. Aye, countdown is actually has actually grown in me. I, I quite like that. I quite like the. You know, it's like uh, I, I'm assuming it's a space shuttle launch or something. Ah, the samples are yeah, 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 I, yeah. And, and that's actually quite interesting. And there's uh, there's stuff going on, and you know, it keeps your interest. I that I, I quite like count countdown. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five. I like five songs, so it's not you know a complete disaster, you know. But uh, there's there's at least two that three that are. I'm just like, nah. Five out, five out of eight ain't bad, mate. Five out of eight ain't bad. Nah. Nah, it's not so, too bad. Um, well, well, for you know, I've I've listened to this album a lot, you know, over the years. Um, but it's never been it's never been one that's been a go to album or anything. It's been kind of mm. I, I don't feel listening to the all, the usual ones. I'll stick this on, and and often it would have just been a background album, um, mm. for me. But but listening to this again today, um, this has went to another level for me today. It's weird, right? Okay. You know, for, for you, for you, Paul. Obviously, you know, it's very new to you, Joe. You weren't that familiar with it, you know, until listening to it for the podcast. I've had years to kind of have this album in my life, kind of a wee bit. Uh, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like I say, it was never a go-to album for me and stuff. So. I suppose, and I don't mean this to sound like I'm ahead of you, but I'm ahead of you guys in terms of how many times I've heard this. So ah, of course, had t- I said I've had time to live with it more than you guys. <laughs> um, but when I listened to it today, it just made more sense to me than it ever has, um, to the point where I was like, this, Christ, this might be my favourite out of the four. Now, I've had t- time to kind of stop and take a step back and go, right, it's probably just recency bias. Stop sniffing glue, mate. <laughs> when I've just <laughs> kind of... What I've just, but there's a lot about this this album that I'm going to suggest. You know, maybe you guys haven't picked up, maybe um, yet, and I've only really picked up recently. You know, so, um, but yeah, see everything you're both saying, especially yourself, Paul, about the keyboards taking over. Not you're not wrong. 
You know, you're absolutely right. You know about them taking Aye, over. And, me, the and hooks the, are, they're still here, man. The problems with that, I, I think. And right, okay, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to be controversial. This is a more consistent album for me than the previous two albums. Not listen. I'll justify that. Like I say, YYZ, Tom Sawyer, you know, Natural Science, all these songs are better than everything on this album. You're talking I'm, about I'm not, as a whole, that's right. As a whole. There's there's nothing that's on awesome. this for me that, that really that really takes me out of it. it. Okay, the quality, you know, overall, you know, if if you're talking, like I say, these previous tracks, they are better than everything on this. But as a consistency, is is keeping that keeping a certain level of consistency that for me this 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 happens on this album. Um, and that surprised me today when I was listening to it. But that could be, listen, that could be the mood I'm just in today when I when I listen to it. I might listen to it two months down the line and go, oh, it's fell away again. But at this mm. moment in time, this is this album really, really hit me. And when I really focused on, kind of along the lines of what Joe was saying, when I focused, you know, listening to it, really listening to it, probably really listening to it for the first time, really focusing on it. Kind of knowing what's coming next and knowing the hooks and the kind of, you know, the licks and all that. But just listening to the instrumentation and everything, so much more popped out for me than it ever did with this album. Great drums. And the w- Sorry, great mate, drums. Just, uh, no, drums. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, just j- jump in, lads, anytime. You know what I mean? It's no problem. But um, but the one thing that, and this is obviously Paul's point about the keyboards coming up, and, you know, you Joe mentioned Alex being so low in the mix. You're absolutely right, he is low in the mix. But see, see Alex's life, uh, lead playing, it's some of the most aggressive and fierce fucking ah, lead yeah. playing. See if you go back and listen to it and listen. To it. He is absolutely playing his balls off, and yeah. I don't know if that's almost like a fuck, fuck you, uh, man. Just fucking, I'm going. Because you know, it's on, you know, on that, the analog kid, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the yeah. soul is fucking fierce. Aye. Aye. Yeah, yeah. But I, well, that's it. You're right, Paul. Because that's what I've got down in Alcat. Like, yeah. You know, the tons of attitude and aggression in the Aye. solo. Um, and that's through the whole album. His lead playing is absolutely fucking brilliant on this album. And it and it's probably not that obvious. Like I say, you guys are just starting to live with it just now. But I think if you probably second, third, fourth time you listen, it'll probably pop out. But listen, it's only a recent thing for me. I've, I've probably heard this album, oh, I don't know. I've got to count about. Certainly in the high 20s anyway, at least. You know, it's not my go-to Rush album, but I've listened to it a lot through the years. Aye. Uh, maybe that's not a lot, I don't know. But so... Like I say, it's only really just occurring to me that you know the you know the, the strength of this album. Mm-hmm. But I think I agree with Joe. I think most of these songs are fucking. They've got the hooks. They've got the. I I don't agree with you, Paul. That it's aimless. I I don't think that. I think I think there's good ideas, and I think there's there's still the melody and still the cool things that make Rush who they are. Aye, drumming's still insane. Drumming's mm-hmm. still insane. They play that like absolute asses off. Um, and Analog Kid. You know that that you know when it breaks down, um, that move me and move me with that, your that bit's fucking brilliant because it just it just breaks down completely and I get back in that day, 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 day. again dynamics that they're, they're mm-hmm. there the, mm-hmm. the rush dynamics that we know and love, um, chemistry is fucking brilliant. I mean it's you know um, digital man, yeah, yeah, I, I I still like digital man, but okay, Paul, if, you know I get it. The, uh, it's got these kind of police vibes again and uh, the new wave vibes again, so I get it. Weapons fucking class. I mean that bubbling synth. Ah, it's good. Ah, that's that's good. It's cool the lyrics fuck, as well, man. If I remember correctly, the lyrics are really aye. cool in that song about like, are, yeah. did, about killers and shit like that. Aye, is it right. worth of their crimes or something to do with their? Aye. I can't remember the exact lyric. Uh, I've got lyrics here, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, but my appreciation for that album has just went really, really increased big time. 
which is which is cool for me because that's you know you're saying about you know Paul Permanent Waves kind of discovering a new album. Mm. This is kind of like that for me, even though I know this album reasonably well, but I've never paid enough attention to it. And now that I have, to me, this is a whole. This is like getting a new Rush album again. Um, cool, so so even just for for doing this pod alone, that's and that's again a broken record every time we do these not episodes, whether it's albums that we already knew mm-hmm. or new ones. You're just learning all the time, and that's what's fucking yeah, cool about doing absolutely. these yeah, these yeah. episodes, you know. So, but um, yeah, it's it's to me this is this is this is the one that I'm now going to go back to, probably quite a lot. I'll, I'll probably play this album a good few times this week again, um, because it's just hit me at the right time, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just got under my skin a lot more than it ever has. Um, but I do accept that. It, it's not. It, excuse my words carefully. It's almost not acceptable in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Politically, it's probably not, um, and it's a shame that you know. But what happens is after this, you've got well, Grace Under Pressure. There's a song on Grace Under Pressure, the next album, um, Red Sector A. I think Red Sector A is one oh, of my favorite songs aye. of of uh, the eighties. It's a, it's a it's kind of dark, obviously about kind of you know people uh, in concentration camps and things like that, mm, and trying to trying to escape and stuff, you know. And and the music really really goes along along with it. And uh, when they play it live, I think it just it's fucking brilliant when they play it live. But uh, I, I love that song. It's a, it's a fucking brilliant song. So uh, going, you know, and then you get moving, uh, no moving picture, sorry, power windows power after windows, that, yeah. and and you know, there's moments again. There's good, there's the odd song. Get to hold your fire. That's what it really really got daft for me that's what it got aye they're, they're, they're just... spangly keyboards everywhere yeah. man yeah that was that they got to a point where it was and, but i think the, they i think presto they started getting it back a little bit yeah yeah that's what it is the guitars onwards. yeah the guitars came back on presto i mean really aye. i really again a really tinny sounding album unfortunately mm. but even though the, you know the guitars are back um but yeah you get the songs like the past show, show don't tell past, you know but... um that's a, that's a great tune you know and then the riffs were all like, do, 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 do. Ah, yeah. no, so that's nineteen eighty nine. So they're just heading back into the nineties. They're starting to get the, and from that point onwards, I would say that's when they really start. You know, roll roll the bones. You know, okay, ah, it's, it's, it's not that. It's just sorry, a, decent, yeah. a lot of a lot of good mm-hmm. music on that as well. But they really start to turn into a guitar band again, and you know, and and you know, it's that's when they become a rock band again, really, and it, they never ever change from that. You really, ah, to, to, I mean, to, even their image, man, became yeah. like 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 almost like new romantics. Aye, they did fucking suit aye. jackets on and all aye. that. They fought in the air and stuff like that. Aye, so they were yeah. obviously really, yeah. really, you know, trying to fit into that world. Moving away, yeah. yeah. And I, and obviously, you know, Alex talked about his frustration with, uh, you know, that period. And, you know, it was a wee bit like, you know, Geddy's kind of taking over a wee bit here, you know, um, with the keyboards and all that. And so it did get a wee bit kind of imbalanced, I would say, um, towards towards that period or in that period. But, um, but this is, but like I say, signals for me. Aye, that's a, that's, I think it's excellent actually, and I never thought I would say it was excellent, but I do think it's excellant. And it's a good album, but, man. It's definitely yeah, a good album. So, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like you said, I, I think it's because I went into expecting it to be like really kind of shit. Aye, not good. Yeah, and, yeah, and I was yeah. like, nah, man, I'll, I like these songs. <laughs> do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's I'm almost wanting you know listen to these other albums. You know, Grace Under Pressure, like I say, there's good, good music on that and Power Windows. Go back to those two in particular, the ones after, and, and you know, listen to them where I'm more open-minded, more closely. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I might come away thinking, nah, well, 
you know, they're still the same as what I thought they were. But aye, the pod, the pod, might change, you know? definitely the pod forces you into looking at things in a different way. Yeah, definitely, man. Maybe Absolutely. one day we should do the next four. See what they're like. Hey, listen, yeah. that would take you to roll the bones. Uh, would it want to? No, oh, take you to Presto. That would. Presto. So, yeah, but okay, who knows? Aye. Anyway, so that is that's rush. That's rush for us. We just thought we'd pick a a particular period that is an interesting period that kind of shows the transition from you know where they were to to where they ended up. Certainly at that period in time mm-hmm. and as we discussed they sort of got it back in terms of the rockiness um, again it was kind of like when they got it back later in, in the 90s and into the 2000s they, they kind of got it back you know in terms of the guitars and all that but the songs were still like kind of simple yep you know aye. the way they weren't, they weren't still aye. they were just heavier they were just a heavier aye. band again you stick, know and, stick and, it out aye. Aye, it was I like remember just, that just being on and Butthead <laughs> and they hated it didn't they <laughs> <laughs> Can he whack your beavers and butthead, man? Aye, brilliant. Anyway, gents, I think that's time. That's time to say goodbye to Rush, but um, they'll forever be in our hearts. And R.I.P. Oh. Neil, man, aye, yep. uh, absolutely. The, one of the, the the best, not not even rock aye. drummers, just drummers that ever lived. Drummers, man. Aye, yeah. aye. I mean, you know, everybody's got a fantasy band, but um, absolutely, he'd be my drummer in my band. You know, um, I, I'd, I'd struggle to think, really come up with the rest. But he'd definitely be my drummer. It's cl- clearly going to be Lars Ulrich, mate. I would get Lars. Aye, I would get Lars Ulrich so aye. I could just laugh at him every Steve, night. Stephen, <laughs> I get get Lars to say I play Tom Sawyer, mate. <laughs> Lars couldn't play. Oh, fuck, Lars couldn't play fucking Thunderstruck, mate. <laughs> Actually, that's not a dig at ACDC. It's extremely fucking difficult to be that nah, economical aye, behind aye, the me- Metronomic and metronomic as well. Aye, just aye. locked right in, Precise. man. Uh, yeah. All right, gents. Well, that was rush, and I think we. We managed to get through that in less than two hours, which is actually very impressive. Um, a lot of music to talk about, but um, no, I enjoyed that and I enjoyed listening to Rush again because I reconnected with him again. Aye, it's, been, well. it's been a while, it's been, man. Too, it's been too long, it's been too long, and if I'm going to be digging out the concert, fucking concerts, and getting them on the TV with a few beers when I'm off work and stuff, and um, just enjoying, just delving into that. But yeah, f- fantastic band, you know, I love them, one of my favorite bands, and um. Yeah, just um, aye, that's it. Any final words, gents? Nah, man, just I've got to agree, man. Rush, man, you don't yeah. like Rush or something serious at all your fucking ears, man. Yeah, get, get the Rush on, your cunts. Indeed. Nah. On that note, you take care of yourselves and we'll see you for the next Not episode, which could be about absolutely fucking anything. I've no idea. Yeah, but a we'll... year. Aye, see you then. Bye.